I think instead of the usual quote at the beginning, I just want to put in Splinter's Cowabunga line. <laughs> Insert here. Cowabunga! I have always liked Cowabunga. Huh? Cowabunga! I made a money! Let me take you guys back to a time. It was summertime, 1990. Josh was 18 years Little old. Little Josh was five years old. <laughs> for over half it's my 29th life. 29th birthday. For over half of my life, I had been watching, learning about the turtles. <laughs> and finally, this movie comes to the big screen. I was pumped. This is maybe the first movie I ever remember seeing in a theater. But before we get into it. I want to go around the table here and sitting uncomfortably close because my mic isn't very loud. Stevie Putnam. It's Putman. Uh, That's what I said. But I think the biggest plot twist out of all that <laughs> is your Whoops. dad took you to the theaters with the intention of seeing the turtles, but he took you to see Clint Eastwood's Unforgiven instead. I got to imagine that happened at some point. Is that true? My dad doesn't see movies in the theaters. He sees them on the couch. You guys ah, know this. Okay. But yes, this is Stevie recording pretty much nearly. Stevie Putnam. Yeah, you can call me Putnam for now. It's fine. <laughs> I deserve that. <laughs> I have no mic. I'm homeless in the podcast world. <laughs> but uh, yeah, pumped to be here. Talk about the turtles. Who's your favorite turtle? Oh, easily Donatello. Easily? Wow. All right. Uh, let's move over to Pappy. You're in Colorado, so you can... Yep. Everyone knows Pappy, but who's your favorite turtle? I I can't tell them apart. Oh, okay. Pappy, side question: Why are you mad at Stevie? Oh, because so on. This is a true story. uh, I was pretty bad friend about this. On Thursday night, Stevie calls me on the blue. I'm driving home. Like, oh, that's nice to call from my friend Stevie. He's all jacked up. He's like, hey, like just like pumped from having a good day at work or something. He's like, hey, I I worked a 14-hour day. You want to watch Turtles together this weekend? I'm like, hell yeah, man. That's a good idea. Now, keep that in mind. Stevie called me and asked me if I wanted to watch Turtles with him. So Friday rolls around like we're both busy. No big deal. I see where this is going. Yeah, long story short, we never watch it together. Happy's <laughs> hey, real Stevie. grumpy hey, Stevie, about when it. When do you want to watch Turtles? He's like, oh, I don't know. On the morrow. On the morrow. Was this exact <laughs> quote? Those were the exact <laughs> words I used. So the morrow finally arrives. And then like this, the, uh... I ghosted Ghost me. Pappy. Ghosted me I, all I day. I honestly thought I told him, go on without me. What but you, said, I, you said you thought you texted me, go on without me. Who thinks they text something? That's just a bold-faced lie. You just gee, forgot. I thought, I thought I sent it, brah. You just, no, you didn't. That's not a real thing people do. <laughs> thought I sent it, brah. Thought <laughs> I sent it. Speaking of, ass excuse. speaking of friends getting in fights, a man that I've lived to see many morrows with, Brett Kelly. How you doing, buddy? Good doing pretty well, man. Can you remember well. a good a good fight from us so we can like one up these guys or should we just let them <laughs> yeah. have it? Oh, oh man, I don't know. We've gotten a lot of not physical fights because you know you would have learned your lesson immediately. But um, yeah, I remember one time you burned my neck with a cigarette. But anyway, <laughs> who's your favorite turtle, Brett? Uh, uh, Donnie edges out Michelangelo. Donatello. Which one's that? The purple, purple. one. Oh. Shut up, Pappy. That's not a real thing people do. <laughs> Get the turtles mixed up. For real, Pappy? They all have very distinct personalities. The lighting is so bad in this movie, I can't tell ah, the blue and the purple apart. I'm like basura. pulling a long, fake, a fake colorblind over here. I can't, can't tell see them that apart. big stick versus the swords. Is that not a dead giveaway if you're having trouble? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't what? think Pappy enjoyed this movie. Does your computer not have brightness? Contrast controls? Or? Oh, maybe. <laughs> no, I told you. I'm just like a fake line colorblind. <laughs> Big long colorblind when it comes in handy. <laughs> I'm colorblind. Like, All right. Poor Jordan. Well, let's get into the movie a little bit. And on that note about it having like bad lighting, I think there are some bad, a couple bad technical things in this. It is a pretty dark movie. And I mean that not in like 
the plot was dark. <laughs> it's literally you kind of have to squint to see everything. Um, but this movie made a bunch of money at the time it was released. It was the highest grossing indie movie of all time. Now it's not even in the like, top ten. There's been several that you've heard all of them. Crow- uh, Hidden Tiger, Crouching Dragon, Passion. Passion is like the highest grossing ever now. It's like six hundred million. R.I.P. Like, J.C. <laughs> Yeah, we know a little bit about that movie. Check episode out episode 100. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. But did that... I know Stevie was surprised last pod that it was an indie movie. I had no idea this was an indie movie. Yeah, nobody like, wanted it. No, like... Well, I think the budget on this was $12 million, which is respectable for an indie movie, especially that came out in 1990. But it ended up, ended up making, what, mid-200s? Like, uh, high 200s? I thought it was two sixty at the end. It of was the day. like two two hundred plus, like globally, and like one hundred sixty. Yeah, yeah pretty much right at two hundred. That's pretty nuts. Impressive. Though. I mean, that's, that's nuts for money. an indie movie with very bad lighting, very bad directing, um, not the best dialogue. But we can't expect it's a kids' movie. Do you know who did make it? Like who ended up producing it, or is that just like some random small? I think New Line did uh, Ooze. I can't remember who did this one. The lead production company via IMDb is 888 Productions. But yeah, I think New Line Cinema picked it up. Mm-hmm. And mm. Wise move. Uh, Roger Corman, uh, he, I think, passed up on an early script of this. It, I don't know if you guys read into the history of this movie at all and how it was made, but as Brett kind of teased, it really passed through a lot of hands and went through a lot of different renditions. The, the original one was super bizarre. What's that, the comic? Yeah. yeah, the one with all the comedians, and they were going to like dress in green face. And... Green face. There we go. That's the, that. one of the first scripts written. I think the original version of this, written by two guys. Uh, two brothers. No, their last two names brothers. are like East and Laird, but they wrote a Ninja Turtles comic. And that's mostly what this movie is based on, like directly at that comic has some of the darker <laughs> themes. But in 1987, as I referred to earlier, like when I was a little kid watching Ninja Turtles, it was this cartoon show just called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And Brett, I know you remember the crap out of that show. Oh, yeah. I had all the toys. Is that where the theme song comes from? Teenage Mutant yeah. Ninja Turtles? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's playing right now. Brett, yeah, it's a good song. This movie, how do you think it differs, kind of like in tone and just in general, from that original cartoon series? Oh well, it, the cartoon was definitely a lot campier and goofy. This one, I mean, like you said, they did this so they could get back to the darker comic themes, and you know, it actually was dark. I mean, if you've seen two or three, this is like night and day with those, <laughs> like. Yeah, night and day, dark and light. I yeah. get it. But, but like, like every like serious point though is like undercut with like a joke. The whole it's a movie. It's a kid's like movie. when uh, when Splinter gets captured, they like they cut up to like some guy walking on the street, like shrugs his shoulders, like oh, like there's no like actual <laughs> serious moments in this. And the reason I'm bringing up the history of the turtles here before we get into is the movie point? proper. Oh is that no i'm just ignoring you because <laughs> you you like to stick your criticisms in early enough and that's fine you can keep going but um, i'm trying to contribute i feel like this <laughs> at least this movie for me it has kind of a deeper sense of lore that i'm like really paying attention to and i totally get it if other people that aren't as familiar with the series like i i was like don't get into that at all so same pa- pappy i put it to you like if you don't know the difference of the turtles what did you think about the backstory that's... I mean, they take pretty great pains to lay it out in this movie. I mean, like, even I am vaguely aware enough of, like, what the general backstory was, that there's some sort of, like, radiation ooze involved. Um, I didn't know anything about, like, uh, Splinter having a... Like, traveling here from Japan and, like, the origin stories of Shredder. That was all new to me, so... That was pretty captivating, I guess. I don't know. Did you think it was racist? Oh, oh dude, this, I mean, there are racist moments and homophobic moments in this movie, which is usual for a Josh Long comedy pick. But <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> Van Wilder. Uh, but 
No, um, I, didn't, I didn't think the actual Japanese parts were too racist. No, they weren't racist at all because they're trying to be like the old Japanese gang. I mean, what's racist about it? Yeah, what's racist about it? Sorry, you triggered me. Uh, the green card. <laughs> <joke>. <laughs> Dang. All right. So the movie starts with a prologue, and the prologue is a, a montage voiceover by April O'Neil of this Foot Clan that was just mentioned stealing stuff, and it like really blatantly and obviously shows their like chain of command to the point where Danny is handing a wallet like directly to shredder on the street <laughs> just a hand off screen comes in and nabs it you're like oh that happens yeah like shredder's dealing in the day-to-day wallet yeah. stealing so on the street. it's it's the old assembly line pickpocket scheme we have to hand it to 50 <laughs> people in order to get away <laughs> brett how do you how did you see the scene now differently than you did as a wee kid which scene the stealing yeah, the whole beginning prologue montage. I mean, I just thought it was like ridiculous how they removed 400 boxes in about six seconds or <laughs> just stuff like that that I didn't really catch as much when I was a kid. But other than that, it seemed to hold up the same as what it used to. I mean, I don't know. I don't See, really I disagree. Know. I used to think it was like really dark. And like when they showed the foot soldiers like in the back of the van, I was like kind of creeped out. Especially with their wire yeah. eyes. Yeah, and now watching it, it's so funny. It's like broad daylight, and there's four grown men in suits. Like, that's just the good. They make such a point of emphasis that there are no eyewitnesses to any of these crimes. It's just like guys running around the middle of the day. in one city. You ain't seen shit. No one's seen anything. It's amazing. Magic tricks. It's truly like a ninja vanish sort of theme that they got, which. Brings me to Act One. After April O'Neil gives her voiceover, which it like in real life is her like five o'clock news segment. She's starting to walk home, and Pappy, what happens? Uh, she was walking out of the news station. She gets uh, she walks in on a robbery, right, of her Scooby Doo man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like yeah, it's the wrong wrong place at the wrong time um and then so she's the first eyewitness then yeah the very first person (laughs) this movie is built on a lot of coincidences and that's just the first of many that helps this plot hold together but yeah so she's the first eyewitness and then the turtles like black out the lights and then tie up the bad guys and save her that's the first uh we get to hear of the turtles in the movie also, what are those little swords called? I Sai. Okay. That Sai looked like he was being pulled on a string into the <laughs> light. Like- oh, come on. If you're- All right, well, she didn't reverse. Man, if you're actually ripping on that, I got to say. It's like the one thing I noticed when I watched it. I was like, okay, that didn't move at all. It was just kind of like being pulled. I That image of the Sai hitting and the glass falling and the subsequent Raphael being like, Damn. Damn. <laughs> like, really sticks out in my mind and my own cinematic I did history. love his dams. The dams throughout were perfectly placed. <laughs> Not really what you expect for the first five minutes of a PG no. movie. Well, that's why Turtles 2 turned out the way it did. The parents were not happy about this movie. Damn. Damn. Nice. Parents. Nice. <laughs> it's a weird way to introduce your protagonist, though, with, like, a black screen or something. I feel like something like a Super Mario like video game. Where <laughs> it would just like go to black and you'd hear the fighting and they would cut back up and the guys are tied up. It's but maybe unfortunately for this movie, the fights that were like in dark were maybe the best ones. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, also in act one, as we start to meet the turtles, April's taken down to the lair. Stevie wants to say something. Oh no, I was I was actually kind of just captive like I just wanted really wanted to listen to keep going please. Yeah, so <laughs> they go down there and Splinter like we already harped on really explains the story just straight up. Like this is the first adult human he's spoken to in 30 <laughs> damn years. Like he's he's ready to talk. 
He's got the coffee and tea already poured. He's ready. So come, he, come, <laughs> sit. Um, and so we're kind of seeing the ridiculousness of the whole scene through her eyes. And then uh, a little later, Raph needs to blow off some steam about the size. So he goes walking around. And one of my favorite lines as an it adult. It looks like he was going to flash someone in his outfit. <laughs> he has a huge <laughs> trench coat on, ready to flash his non-turtle. It's in the shell. We can talk about the anatomies later. It's in the shell. Oh, maybe that's the trivia, actually. Yeah, it's in the shell. It's in Ooh. the half shell. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he's walking down, and he has a line in like the movie Critters, which is supposed to be like Gremlins, I think. It was a very poor movie. I've seen it. Critters is a movie. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. recommend it to anybody. So it's a real pick. movie on the screen, and he's like, he probably says, damn, where did they come up with this stuff? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is kind of reminiscent, right, Pappy, of like Cartman's like, ugh, this animation's so crappy. Cartman, what are you talking about? You love Terrence and Philip. Yeah, but the animation's all crappy. And then they start walking. <laughs> pop, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, coming up next... Raphael meets what kind of becomes the fifth turtle of this Wayne movie. Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky, who plays cricket and eats crumpets. crumpets. Brett, tell us about this scene. Well, the thing that always sticks out to me when I watch it is when he gets those two muggers, how lucky one of them is and how unlucky the other one isn't. <laughs> one of them takes a hockey stick right to the face and the other one gets tripped. <laughs> 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 I think the one that actually steals it gets tripped, and the oh, kind of bystander it. dude just gets... going back to the lair and being like, "What happened to you? Why do you look fine?" Oh my gosh! But uh, I don't. Um, just the two most volatile characters in the whole movie meet up in some back weird park area, and kind of leads to I thought a pretty funny scene where you know he's like, "What are you, some sort of punker?" And, yeah, what is uh, that? What, 80s people, what does that mean? Just a punk, I'd imagine. I don't know. What's a punker? A punker? I don't know. This, I, The mm. only usage of the word is from this movie, <laughs> which is clearly very impressionable on me. I feel like I've been saying this line. Maybe Why, you some sort of punker? It's like, okay, I've never heard that. I'm going to ask Josh later. <laughs> hey, what are you, some sort of punker? Huh? God, I hate punkers. Especially bald ones with green makeup. But, I mean, like, my brother and I have, like, repeated the cricket. You gotta know what a crumpet is. I mean, like, that's, like, one of the the lines that stood out to us. I mean, we didn't know what it meant when we were a kid, but... Cricket. Cricket? Nobody understands cricket. You gotta know what a crumpet is to understand cricket. I'll teach you. Crump. I still don't even know if I know what a crumpet is. is like a cookie or something? It's a uh, very loose woman from Britain. Uh, I don't. A thick, think. flat, a s- savory cake. Oh, that's a strumpet. With a soft, bad. porous strumpet, texture. Strumpet. <laughs> that, that's a strumpet. Um, I was going to say, though, was, uh, Casey Jones is played by a dude who's been in a thousand movies. Elias Codius? Yeah, mm-hmm. I like. He I love is, him. He's great. He is the perfect. That's that guy from that movie, but I'm not going to know his name. I honestly think this is going to sound like it came from left field, but Casey Jones in this movie is a like perfect portrayal of kind of like the underlying subtle rape culture that has been prevalent in our society for many, many years. Well, the weird thing is, like, on one hand, April O'Neil's, like, very, like, empowered, and she's, like, a modern woman for the 90s, but on the other hand, like, she'll just take it when Casey Jones slams her down in a chair and gives her a neck massage, whether she likes her or not. Like, that was the like, most Whoa. awkward scene, and, like, <laughs> if you was, watch his hands... He was a half pretty, inch away from her bags. He's, like, way down on her chest. Oh, yeah, like, that, that first uh, stroke was really low. I said something to her, and he was like, yikes. <laughs> Yeah. She liked she liked it though. Just to give our <laughs> listeners some context. Brittany um, liked it or like April O'Neil liked it? <laughs> Brittany liked it, but Whoa. April definitely liked it. So what happens in the scene is Casey Jones notices April has like a sore neck 
He goes over and without asking for any permission, by the way, just starts touching her neck and she gives him a very clear no, shrugs him off, to which his response is to grab her by the neck, thrust her down in the chair. Forcefully, just... Yeah, yeah. like, boom, and basically grab the top of her chest. Yeah, I got nothing. That's just very awkward and weird and... Yes, I don't. I don't know. I don't even know if that was method acting. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and Pappy, you mentioned that this movie had some homophobia. That comes from Casey Jones too, right? Is that what you're thinking of? Yeah. What is this? What is the? Uh, I've never even looked at another guy or something like that. Like, yeah. Yeah, he like it just really sticks out in a movie like this for for children. Yeah, he thinks Donatello is accusing accusing him of being a homosexual, and he's but, like, "Yeah, do you want a fist in the face?" <laughs> it's really weird. Was was that? But that wasn't what the parents were upset about, though. Right, that Brett? Vi- no, it was the violence. No, they they the appreciated that message in the nineties, Pat. They really appreciated uh, that. Under the bushes, that was much appreciated. That was much appreciated. <laughs> it was the violence, though. Like the this movie's yeah. too violent. What <laughs> violence? Watch the watch the second movie. They don't even use their weapons in the second movie, like hardly at all. Dude, but those yo-yo scenes. Don't rule oh, them yeah. out. They're pretty dope. Yeah. Well, I like, I like two. If I could make any movie I wanted to with like unlimited budgets, because like I've been saying over and over again, this movie, I have to trace it back to inspiring me to become someone who works in video. But if I could make any vi- movie, it would be updated Ninja Turtles where like Leonardo uses his katanas to cut someone's innards open. <laughs> and it's... <laughs> You've seen Dude, the new before. ones aren't bad. Directed by Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, sure. <laughs> the okay, shape so of like, turtles. Starred by like, yeah, just art blood. house rated R teenage mutant ninja turtles movies. And it doesn't need to be like that the whole movie, but if there's going to be violence, like, like Tarantino, make it. <sighs> Again, Brett, you seem to be sticking up for the fight scenes. What did you like about them? Uh, well, maybe not all the fight scenes, but I mean, I think the. The fight scene at the end with Shredder's awesome. I always thought it was awesome, but I don't know. The there's some decent fight scenes where Raphael fights the guys on top. That's all right. They, I don't know. I, okay. Oh, I, I like the fight scene when they threw the pizza up in the air and cut it. Into a <laughs> and it lands yeah. on Splinter. Turtle food. <laughs> Kids. Okay. Question. What is that island where the children go to become donkeys of Pinocchio, Pappy? Pleasure Island. I have that in my notes. Okay, Pleasure (laughs) Pleasure Island Island. in this movie is hysterically funny. Especially when that kid walks up to Sam Rockwell, who I recognized immediately. And he goes, hey, do you have any cigarettes? You got any cigarettes? Regular or mental? Brett, did you know that that was uh, Sam Rockwell? Yes, I have it written down. And I I recognized him throughout his career. Every time I saw him, I'd be like, oh, that's the guy from Turtles. Oh, that's the guy from Turtles. And you know, he doesn't just have that cigarette line. He's the one that at the end is like, oh, check out the West Warehouse on the East Island. You'll find what you want to (laughs) know. And the cop's like, all right, we're out of here. (laughs) Totally gets him off the hook. Skeet, Skeet Ulrich is in it, too. Ulrich, Ulrich, if any of you guys know who that is. Name a movie character he's played. Scream, he's the main bad guy in Scream. Um, Wait, does he have like slick back hair? Yeah, he's the Oh, Billy. yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. One thing that's really fun about this movie is to go read through like the cast because I think Leonardo is the only guy played and Raphael. acted by... Raphael. Wasn't it Raphael? Yeah, it was Raphael. Splinter. (laughs) Okay, sorry. So anyway, the Casey Jones and Raphael fight ends with Raphael upside down in the trash can saying damn again. Damn! As Danny, the teenage boy who April O'Neil is kind of friends with, rats out his friends and... Well, I guess they're not his friends yet, but he rats out the Dude. he rats out the turtles. <laughs> I had such and, a problem with that, but I'll get to that later. No, we'll get to. You can go ahead and go now. Let's let me finish. So he he tells Shredder in a meeting 
that the Shredder says, I am your father, and very much like Darth Vader, but the entire Foot Clan descends upon the sewers to find Splinter taken. Brett, this scene's supposed to be pretty epic and sad. What did you not like about it? I mean, Danny just snitched on this location and possibly killed five five people. And then at the end, he's just like, here's a $20 bill I owe you. Well, you freaking burned his house down. Their house down. <laughs> Nuh-uh. The bad well, guys would come into her house anyway. Like, they didn't know where Whether they or staying. not Danny, well, he didn't yeah, okay. know. <laughs> I don't know. It's, he's, he's, he flip-flops a lot during this movie. Go ahead. I mean... Yeah, I'm just curious the actual relationship between Danny and April O'Neil and her boss and why they're always hanging out at each other's houses. It's really weird. (laughs) That is kind (laughs) of weird, yeah. I feel like this relationship with Danny and April and the dad are maybe the one thing that grounds this movie into any sort of reality that you can relate to. Mm -hmm. And like, he's a a troubled kid and he flip-flops a lot and like, his arc kind of ends with him telling his dad, it's not Danny anymore. It's just Dan. Dan. It's not Dan. It's like, that's what this mischief it's not has been pappy because of. anymore. It's just Pap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, Pappy, what did you think about this uh, kind of C plot thrown in there? I don't know. I mean, it, it, it could have actually been interesting if they would have, like, more explored the fact that, like, I think the bigger deal than like people's VCRs are getting swiped is that like there's a child army that's being grown in the like, <laughs> down by the docks. Like we should explore that. Like where are the kids? What are they doing? Like that's the interesting story here. Uh, I I wish it would have gone a little bit harder. I guess in that direction that made it more of a B story than a C story. I mean, yeah, like. Pleasure Island was, I mean, it was actually directly like from Pope Pinocchio where the first scene is a kid smoking a cigar playing pool. Playing pool? Yeah, it's like, I could saw they that try too. any harder? Direct reference, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good moment when he gives April the $20 bill at the end. And I mean, it's not really realistic that a 14-year-old kid's going to hand her like keys to a house to make up for an arson that the Foot Clan committed that he was clearly sad about, by the way, Brett. Where the hell did he get twenty dollars? Wasn't that a lot of money back in the day? Yeah, I think that's worth like. <laughs> it was the same twenty. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, April O'Neil should be thanking him for burning down that money pit of an antique store, and now she gets to collect all the insurance. <laughs> all money. the insurance. <laughs> She's one of the top paid uh, reporters in New York now. Like her life's awesome. That's true. Thank you, Thank you Danny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're we're kind of deep into Act Two now, and. Throughout Act 2, we're at the farmhouse, and we haven't talked about the farmhouse now, but it's kind of like, I don't know, April O'Neil has a defunct family house that apparently they're still paying property taxes on, but no one cares about the property. Yeah. Even though it's just, like fully furnished and like cars there and stuff. That's kind of nice. Yeah, it's kind of nice, actually. Yeah. She needs someone to help her out with her, her finances and stuff. She's just throwing money away all the time with old abandoned houses and secondhand stores that probably cost a ton of rent if it's in New York even though it's not in New York but upstate New York maybe is well, that what you guys know. are thinking upstate yeah I'm just saying they yes, filmed yeah. it in like North Carolina so the Hamptons <laughs> and if you, if you guys do some research and I'll play a couple short clips from them but the farmhouse is where the majority of the deleted scenes from yeah. this movie take place so, they that. could have deleted a couple more from the fucking farmhouse <laughs> The thing is, the ones that they did delete, I think, were possibly some of the more interesting ones, including um, they show in the movie, as it is, uh, like three seconds of Michelangelo hitting this punching bag in like the barn. And I guess in the deleted scene, he goes on to like just destroy this fucking punching bag and like (laughs) knock a hole in the wall because he's actually like super depressed. Yeah, it's like the first emotion, the only emotion he would have shown in the whole movie. Which makes sense for his character since he's like always the happy-go-lucky that he's eventually going to crack, right? Yeah, he's the younger. He's supposed to be the youngest. Yeah. He's supposed to be the youngest? I'm pretty sure, yeah. I thought they were all the same age. I thought they were all all born at the same time. Nah. 
<laughs> no, their mom Man. squeezed out Raphael's egg first. Yep. <laughs> like, who was there counting that? <laughs> you are oldest. <laughs> I never, uh, you know, you learn something new about the turtles every day. But um, I, I think Act Two ends when they come back to New York, actually, and they're back. <laughs> it's really subtle. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Or the meditating mind tricks where he's just sitting by a tree and he's like, oh, there he is. <laughs> so weird. Yeah, this movie is really a precursor for The Last Jedi, if you think about it. Um, <laughs> Splinter was astral projecting to his... The to, Last Jedi is... Much like he, like Luke was to Leia. As we've learned from Ice Pirates and now this movie is a very derivative movie. <laughs> Borrowed heavily from... Borrowed the heavily from everyone. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Pappy, did you find any redeeming parts inside of the farmhouse? No. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, Bags. not really. I I was gonna ask you this though. What what I thought is either the only good piece of writing or like something they bandaged together l- later. Uh, April O'Neil draws a picture of the blue one. Leonardo. Leonardo, Leonardo, the leader. One is kind of a pussy, and she. Wow. She like Danny just takes it from her, and then that is what he leads asks. to. Well, uh, sure, but like, why did why? And then Shredder finds that later, and it's kind of a nice through line for like Shredder like finally realizing that Danny was a traitor. D- did you like that part, traitor. or was that just like, or did they just like write that like in later? You know no, what I, I mean? Like, I of, thought that was actually Shredder's most impressive moment because he kind of like read Danny perfectly to the yeah, point where sweet. he his like hand goes to his pocket and grabs Well, that. okay, but to be fair, Danny's like where were you? Nowhere. <laughs> You're lying. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't exactly like breaking him down. Yeah. <laughs> I actually think and I glossed over it completely, which is a disservice. I think my favorite part of writing is my favorite piece of writing, I should say, is the whole like Raphael arc where he's kind of like the outcast brother goes out on his own and like the whole dynamic between he and Leonardo which is the blue one Pappy which I know you have trouble with but they definitely had they definitely have like a power conflict I think you see that in brothers and like small group of guys and Raphael goes out and like gets his ass kicked and Leonardo shows like true remorse and like restraint and I don't know I I thought there was some real character development there I guess Leo don't anyone else have something to say about that <laughs> I mean yeah I actually kind of I like that part of the movie a lot it's kind of the, like you said a power struggle where Raphael is just very headstrong and stubborn and nearly always right and Leonardo really just wants to be the leader and take control and there's kind of just an ever ebb and flow of not being able to do it by either one so it actually is a pretty good part of the movie so what's I mean, the like, orange ones defining characteristic? Michelangelo. Well, okay, but what's his partier. He's, he's yeah. a partier. He's a surfer, the, bro, from California, bro. And what's the purple one? He's he's, he's, the, he's smart, a smart he's one. He's a smart guy. He's a tech guy. He and he does machine. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. So, so the turtles come back to New York City, and they know Splinter is alive based on Splinter's. Uh, Luke Skywalker-esque astral projection to the farm. Um, and yeah, like Casey, jo- Casey Jones is like totally on board and I'm pretty sure after the massaging scene, like the next time you see them they're like cuddling in the yeah. porch. I'm pretty sure they got it on that night. Oh yeah, yeah. That was definitely of how do you feel about last night type deal. <laughs> and them talking about that, yeah. Which is weird because I heard that they had a baby nine months later and it was like kind of a shock when it was half turtle. And that's when Casey Jones <laughs> left and wasn't back for Secret that's of what, the That's why he let you. He was like, I'm not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they have the meditation and they come back to New York City. They go down and like spend a night in the sewers. And because Shredder reads Danny's mind and pulls out this Leonardo thing, the foot again attacks the den, but this time, for some reason, the guys are waiting. What? Why were they waiting this time? 
Did they just wake up maybe and Danny was gone so they assumed the trap was coming? Uh, I don't I think know. They were yeah. coming up the plan. But yeah, that's good. That's a good point. It's just like elements of the force like you were talking about. I'm your father. They felt danger coming. They're back. Well, Our second completely blind fight scene when the foot mm-hmm. enter the den and like all the steam starts going. Oh, yeah, yeah, So yeah. it's just like this. And then like Raphael's eating an apple or something. As <laughs> everyone's down on the ground. But this, this fight scene continues from the sewers up the ladders onto the street onto the top of a building where the turtles finally confront and Brett you love this scene they do. confront Master Yoshi's old nemesis Oroko Saki <laughs> <laughs> yep they start fighting him one on one you know like typical movie and they all get the pretty much the crap picked out of him and the only one who hurts him is uh, Leo with the, he yeah, gets, he gets like twice. a stab in. He gets he had two slices. That's pretty good, but I'm pretty sure Raphael gets like a kick in the chest. In did you notice that? If we're gonna he like hits, count blows, he hits him on the like the arm, but he blocks it. I think. Okay, I could have been he, mistaken. Well, he kicks him in the like the stomach, but he catches it and flips him on his back. Remember? Okay, okay, yeah, you're completely right. Yeah, I've seen but, this movie more than once. So yeah, they're getting their butts <laughs> kicked and. There's kind of this buildup of emotion where at first they're just kind of testing this un- unknown guy out. Then they realize... It was after one turn when the first one went. I think it was Donatello. They just go, he's good. <laughs> <laughs> he like trips him. Oh, yeah. he's good. He's good. So they know he's good now. So like tension kind of builds a little bit. Right. Then they find out who he is a little bit and the tension builds more. Then he kind of talks trash about yeah, the Splinter. Yeah. And at that point, ah, the his rat. gloves off. Now, exactly what point did we lose control here? Maybe somebody ought to tell him that we're the good guys. Yeah. Any thoughts? I've only got one thought. This guy knows where Splinter is. Yeah! Well, that too, you gotta remember this is a kids' movie. When I saw this as a young child, I thought the turtles were just going to roll through him. I was like, oh, he stands <laughs> no chance. Hey, yeah, I think you're supposed to, especially since the cartoon. Like, Shredder's like a little punk who runs away all the time. Yeah, I mean, I was just like, oh, turtles going to blow through him. Movie's over. But there was actually quite a bit of tension. And as a young kid, I thought one of the turtles was going to die for sure. Well, yeah, they almost did. Uh, where's Splinter? Ah, the rat. Huh? So it has a name. It had a name. Uh, You lie! Do I? He dies. Yeah. But why do why do they attack him so stupidly? Why do they just come at him one at a time? They're teenage like mutant ninja turtles, <laughs> Pat. They're not grown adult mature ninja <laughs> well, turtles. It also could be arrogance. You know, that's pretty much what it comes down to. They want to beat the guy one on one. This is probably the s- scariest scene of the movie. He has like this sharp knife right up by Leonardo's neck, like poking in. I thought he was gonna go for it. I was like, uh oh. It'd be so gross. Like, what would a turtle's, like, guts and neck blood look like? I've never killed a turtle. I honestly have no clue. That's why the R version of this needs to be made. <sighs> Their innards are just full of pizza. Like, pizza just comes <laughs> spilling out. Pizza! Pizza! <laughs> yeah, pizza! So, of course, at that moment, uh, Splinter, who's been Carrie Fishered for most of the movie, he's Ooh. back, and he's on the roof. And he picks up Michelangelo's nunchuck, which is probably the f- most like comical weapon out of the four he could have had. It's it's a, it's a twirl weapon. It's not usually <laughs> used for a lot other than look at me, I'm twirling it. <laughs> so he twirls it to great success and catches Shredder's lance and flips him over. Starts giving this long-winded speech, and I think by this point in the movie. 
Shredder's almost playing the point of audience where he starts pulling out a knife to throw at Splinter while he's on his like fourth long speech of the movie. Death comes for us all, Rokusaki. But something much worse comes for you. For when you die, it will... <laughs> <laughs> cuts That's the funny. speech cuts the speech short <laughs> splinter catches the knife that he throws at him and drops him down to where we have kind of the opposite of splinter casey jones on the ground who gives the classic oops oops and he like oh when he compacts him yeah yeah when he crushes that man to death <laughs> <laughs> it's so lighthearted how he's slowly just crushes a man in a metal suit to death. That wasn't murder at all. <laughs> they show a close-up of the helmet just like being crushed, right? I mean, there's a million yeah. cops and ambulances on the way, but they couldn't just wait to be like, hey, you need to look at this guy. It's just, ding! Yeah, <laughs> April, April's just like, you literally killed the only evidence that I have <laughs> that it wasn't like a self-arson on my or like, I could open story. it up, babe. You could still get an interview out of him. <laughs> yeah. And so begins Secret Spoilers. <laughs> it actually is a pretty fluid sequel. Like it picks up right where it left like left off. Except for the fact that Shredder would have at least multiple broken bones. In I think bones would be the least of his problems after that. <laughs> yeah, but he would have been brain. dead from that fall anyway. Probably lost but... his balls to compaction. Yeah, balls, he's, he's jacked up. Brain, like... Balls. That's pretty much all you really yeah. need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I say something about Splinter? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like. I kind of like the part where he gets caught monologuing. That's kind of like a subversion, Last Jedi style, of like a bad guy usually does, where they get caught <laughs> monologuing. But the part where he's in the cage and he's mimicking his master's movements is the funniest goddamn thing I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> I life. I knew. I knew you guys would. Lo- I knew you loved that. I Patty. fucking lost it and rewound it and played it again. <laughs> The practical effects of that, plus the like imagery of actual baby turtles like crawling around in like this ooze, has always stuck with me. I thought that's, I know that they had like a whole separate team shooting yeah, and, like, and cutting. Yeah, like the was yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know. I really like those scenes too. What did you think, Stevie? Radical, radical. <sighs> Splinter's monologuing is so goddamn long-winded <laughs> it takes any pleasure you have of like you seeing this just out of it turtles let me start from the beginning let me start from day one <laughs> he just never stops talking but it is um i agree with pappy though that where he's in the cage and he's mimicking his master is quite hilarious as well as him um attacking shredder like that part is hilarious when he's just like up in his face I also laugh at that part quite hard. <laughs> I feel like with Splinter, the Jim Henson character design like really came through. I'm like, okay, this looks like other mice and rats that you've done before. And yeah, I was like, surprised to find out there was no one like in his body properly. He was there's like three people controlling this rat at all times. Speaking of the suits, uh, apparently the turtles dealt with some extreme <laughs> heat and some of that water you see on their like costumes might actually be the sweat from the <laughs> actors like it was nuts man they had a ton of rubber all over them can you imagine like just the stank coming out like undressing at the end of oh. the day <laughs> like this God. movie had to take at least a couple of months to make those garlic ones. sauce and sweat and those pizza poor sauce. bastards every day everyone's just like oh pizza again <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear them talk about like the motors in the like the helmet, like the mask they wore? Yeah, like those helmets were super loud all the time. Yeah, that's like deafening. Seriously. And then Judith Hogue uh, wasn't invited back to any of the other Turtles movies apparently because she complained too much on set. She didn't yeah. even have to wear one of these costumes or deal with puppetry. She sounds like a turd. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't know the circumstances, but come on. If I was one of those turtles, I'd be going to HR after the movie was done and be like, <laughs> kick her ass out. <laughs> I'm one, sure they did. One last note on the turtles is that Donatello is actually voiced by Corey Feldman. Yeah. A, nice. There's a rumor that he only got paid $1,500. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the best investment of all time for the movie studio. 
Because he was like the biggest star at the time. How did they swindle that poor bastard? Because this is an indie movie. He thought it was going to be like for promotional materials or something like that. And it was like a full movie. He didn't play. He got like no him. rights. No rights. Uh, from what I understood, it was just a flat $1,500. He bought like a TV and he was done. <laughs> that poor bastard. Poor also, guy. for these turtles not being CGI, I thought it looked pretty cool. Definitely. Like, I thought the suits looked awesome. Uh, especially the choreography going on like around with them. I thought like with, without it being CGI, it looked really neat. And they did some tricks with frame rate, slowing it down and speeding it up because mm-hmm. some of the anima- animatronics were like a little slow, I think. A little and buggy. I think, I think you can kind of see that little time ramping every once in a while. But the fight scenes, they're okay. I'm not going to rip on them too much more, but there's this one part in the last, the last fight scene i'm pretty sure it's donatello and michelangelo like they link up and do this like roll thing and it's like so much turtle crotch for like 10 seconds of it's a bit much (laughs) what did that make you a little bit uncomfortable seeing that much uh turtle taint rolled a football field like it wasn't like a quick bit like turtle taint turtle Turtle tom cruise taint turtle tom cruise legend hashtag turtle tom cruise taint tweet at us That's the t-shirt, you guys. That's what we'll give people. (laughs) I swear to God, I'll buy you a t-shirt that says that if you tweet that at us. (laughs) Hashtag Turtle Tom Cruise Taint and a t-shirt is yours. (laughs) You have our word. Um, I think that's about all I got. Um, I think we can get into yes or no's if you guys are ready for that. Brett, you ready? All right, we'll have Stevie go first. (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, I'm numero un? Okay. Twitter really needs to come out with like a Vigo Mortensen emoji, though, for real. <laughs> I did not appreciate being called out by Jordan Long today at all. But oh, was, that was you? I didn't know that. Yeah, not, not appreciative of that at all. But um, I will give this movie a very limp Vigo Mortensen. Vigo Mortensen yeah. has to be a yes, I think. Well, I mean, like... You this can't be a Vigo Not if he has a turtle penis and it's on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very... It's like the softest yes I can give. Um, I found myself... I hate the first act. Where, like, the first second acts are rough. But in the last act, I actually found myself enjoying this movie quite a bit. Um, for it being a pretty low-budget movie and making the money that it did... And also being a huge part of my life uh, as a younger kid, I will give this movie a uh, very soft yes. Okay, I'll go ahead and go. I'm really pleased we're able to just do a pod on this. And hopefully this movie of all the turtle renditions, at least for me, kind of withstands some sort of test of time. I feel like this... I feel like there's going to be so many more iterations in the future, and they're going to keep recycling this franchise to death. But to me, this will always be the quintessential TMNT. Um, there's definitely weak points, and when you watch it as an adult, they'll stick out big time. But the practical effects are pretty darn good. Um, for me, it brings back a lot of nostalgia. And I got to read this quote from a critic because I think it's hilarious. Um, I don't want to name him, but he said the turtles are, quote, never remotely convincing as teenagers, mutants, ninjas, or turtles, <laughs> leaving them stranded on screen as big green Muppets with different colored headbands. <laughs> and I think that's, like, pretty true, but there's just something about this movie that has always captured my imagination, and uh, I'm I'm glad you guys all agreed to do the pod with me, even though it's kind of a crappy movie, and it's a yes for me. Uh, Brett, go ahead now. Uh, I'm with you. I have really good memories of this movie, and I've seen it so many times. This is definitely uh, a, actually a solid yes for me. Um, I thought it held up pretty well. I thought the fight scene at the end with the turtles and Shredder is actually quite dark and gritty, which I think they were going for, and I thought they they nailed it there. And that's, I think it's I think it's funny. I think it's entertaining, and. Uh, it's a movie that I'll continue to watch throughout my life, probably. So, definitely solid yes for me. Will you show your would-be future children this movie? And if so, like, what, at what age? 
early. I, I don't care about that kind of stuff. I watched Predator and Terminator when I was five. So thanks, Grandma, Grandpa. Um, definitely, maybe, maybe, maybe eight or nine. Let's go with eight or nine. Be safe. And Pappy. Yeah, this is a no. No, <laughs> no, 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 no dog. I don't, I don't get it. I really don't get it. Like having no nostalgia factor for me i i think this shit just sucks like the turtles like i said i really can't tell them apart like i guess there are subtle character differences but they're just they kind of blend into one big stupid dumb thing to me i i was really frustrated by like in the whole first act and then i tried to just like let my brain go okay let's watch this as a so bad it's good movie but the fact that it's like four kids I don't know what age exactly, but the fact that it's four kids it just doesn't go far enough for it to be like crazy or entertaining for me as an adult. Like the mistakes I think that Josh mentions are some of the funniest parts. Like especially like when Shredder's falling down, it looks like really weird and sped up. Like that's what I liked about it. When it's so bad, it's good, but it doesn't get bad enough for me to have a good time. So it's a no dog for me. Damn. Man, I feel bad for you not being able to enjoy this movie. So I, the one thing, the one thing I did like was the Jim Henson uh, character design. I did. I had no idea that he did the Ninja Turtles and the rat and stuff. But but didn't you like Danny's Sid Vicious T-shirts? They're yeah. pretty rad. They were pretty cool. I would wear one of those. Didn't you like the Foot Clan? No, that's the stupidest goddamn name I've ever heard. For a, <laughs> I honestly think that the initial writers were like, "Okay, they have a bunch of foot soldiers. Now, what can we call this?" The foot clan. The, the foot. Yeah, it's like a bad writing room. Give writing this man board. a raise. <laughs> no, they said it was like a it was like a play off the old something called the hand. I don't know if that was in like Russia or Japan or something, but it Italy. was supposed to be Italy. Black. There we go. Be like a play on that, so it's the mafia, it's the black hand. I think league. that's a way you explain right away your shitty writing later. I read that tidbit too, but um, those are <laughs> the yes or no's. Um, three yes, one no, three yes, one no. Pappy as the no designated food for this movie. Uh, when I used to have pet turtles, Koopa and Lockjaw, the way I would feed them was I had a a needle on a string and I would take a nightcrawler and I would stick it through the nightcrawler's head and I would dangle it all the way down to the edge of the string string, and the turtles would come up and eat it. So I'm going to call it Gushy Yucky Nightcrawlers. Yes. Turtle food. How about moldy pizza? You like penicillin on your pizza? (laughs) (laughs) Happy. That was a really dark s- yeah, story was, about your childhood. I'm sorry you had to do that. <laughs> I thought I was I wanted gonna, to share I that was gonna because, get a lot yeah. worse. Well, you guys got all to nostalgia. I wanted to nostalgia. Past nostalgia. <laughs> yeah. Our nostalgia is watching movies. His is stabbing worms. Stabbing worms and feeding them to their death. The turtles loved it. <laughs> it we watched movie. movies. You watched the face of death. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know what? Before we get into our trivia, which will determine our next movie review movie, let's go ahead and toss it over to Spoiler Man and keep everyone in suspense. Spoiler Man, take it away, please. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcastspoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme. Our number is 903-776-4507. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. Please don't forget to leave us a review by searching for movie spoilers, clicking on the cereal bowl, select the reviews tab, and leave us some stars and some words. All right, we are back. Um, and we are ready for trivia for those of you who don't know. Spoilers, uh, movie review, movie game. What What is it called, Pappy? What the hell do we call it? It's the movie review game. It's a movie <laughs> review game. <laughs> the winner of which gets to choose and host next week's movie. It's kind of a big deal. We brag about it all week behind the scenes in our G chat threads and personal text messages. But anyway, we determined during the break... Stevie will go first because he just did cliffhanger. But Stevie, 
see. And you guys can't choose within five of each other. Yeah, okay. Because you can't what? just lo- you can't five episodes. Can't oh, you- no. How many episodes were there of the original animated series Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? So it's not prices right. You can go over. It's just closest to flat out. Stevie, you're on the clock. I will say 79 episodes. Mm. Pappy, you are. Can I go five over? You can only go within five of what Stevie's <sighs> 79. And but you didn't say how many move. years or whatever it ran? The cartoon. I did not say that. Um, Does it. Were there two episodes in a 20 minute show? How does that work? Like No, that's one episode. One episode? One episode um, is a 20 minute episode. Um, and yeah, your last movie was Ice Pirates as we go, move Arr. back in time. Just to give some shout outs to our previous episodes. But do you, do you have a guess for us? Uh, I'll go... What did Stevie say? 79. I'll go 179. Okay. And was that Brett. okay to guess? Is that within a hundred? Uh, I was originally going to guess a hundred, so I'll just stick with a hundred. Okay, so seventy-nine, a hundred. Let me do some quick math here. Figure the Wait, Patrick, not involved. I'm doing some quick math. Just joking. Uh, it's a pretty easy one to see who won. This show actually lasted up until 1996 with 193 Ooh. episodes. Pappy. Pappy, this is probably Pap to Back to Pap or some bullshit pap like that. Pap to Slap to Pap. <laughs> what you got for us? Oh, well, usually we toss a spoiler man right now to give me some time to think. But while you think for a second, him. let's t- let's Let's pass it to back to the host, Joshman, because I've been meaning to say this for a while. Pappy's <laughs> about to pick a movie. To all our listeners out there, the best way you can enjoy spoilers, tell me if I'm right, Stevie, is to watch said movie this week with us. Tweet at us. We have a lot of sick jokes ready. Easily and then, the best way. And then and then listen to the spoilers episode. Yeah, that's easily the best way. You'll to do pick it, up on frankly. so much more. Yeah. <laughs> And not only that, you could call in. Yeah, we really need to do more call-ins. And Jim McMasters, we're still waiting to hear from you, you little bastard. That coward, dude. Well, does anyone check our email? There could be an email waiting. we have a litany of Jim McMasters (laughs) emails just waiting for us. And you, Chuck Freebie, calling you out. No. Uh (laughs) Chuck Freebie is nice and my friend. It could have been McMasters today ripping on you, Stevie. He doesn't think you're allowed to talk about westerns because you know nothing about them, remember? Apparently not, but I'll say this. Hostel is one of the greatest westerns ever made. Oh, Go so see that movie. for my next pick. Go yeah. see that uh, movie, people. Usually around this time of year, we like to, to pick up on a movie from the previous year that we may have missed. I think last year, Stevie did uh, Midnight Special oh, at this time. Oh, yeah. And you said, he, he had the quote, I don't think it's the best movie of the year, but it's my favorite. So I'm going to go with what I don't think is the best movie of 17, but it's my favorite, a movie called Brigsby Bear. I've already watched it three times. So pumped to do this movie. <laughs> Can't wait right. to give this a Noah's Revenge for your Turtles note. Hey. <laughs> I'll say this. Yeah, like Pap said, it's not one of the best movies of 2017, but it is so likable and fun to watch. That's going to be a fun one to do. That was spoilers. That was spoilers. I think it would have been awesome if, like, at the end, when he's like, I made another funny, and it's like a really lame joke that's totally not funny. I think what would have been hilarious is if you looked up Kawabunga and it meant like it meant like turtle taint in Japanese or something. So he actually was making like a really funny euphemistic joke. That's all I wanted to say. Uh spoiler man. Does it have a meaning? Oh. I think it's just maybe from this movie. Is that is that just just I think it's okay. uh surf, surf slang. It makes no sense that he would have pulled Kawabunga this Eastern... used to express delight or satisfaction. As in, Kawabunga, it's an actor's dream. <laughs> <laughs>
Ninja Turtles! Leonardo leads Donatello Dust Machine! That's the fact! 